What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Big Bar from the Deuce. I'm in the building with my boy DT. What up, what up, people? What up, people, man? This is Culture Ground Zero Podcast. Back Ground at Zero. you one more again. One more again. Hey, look, man, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, I've been saying it the whole time, man, you know. Gotta keep uh, saying it. Man, 2020, you know, it feels like a, a every week feel like a month, man, or two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get so much news and issues and 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 you know just toxicity you know packed into one week you know something that it would take months or years you know in the past to, you know to do and uh you know um you know this week in the news you know it's been the continuing saga you know uh Trump and his um goons you know what I'm saying? They, the lies. Yeah, the, the lies. That, you know, these cats, man, they, they've been pushing this whole agenda that, you know, Trump won the election by a landslide. You know, he. Fraud and all this other stuff. Right. They, so they've been, they've been going to court in certain states. They've been, you know, you know Fake putting videos, pressure. Yeah, man, putting pressure, pressure on, 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 on the Supreme Court. Well, on governors. Well, governors, governors and legislatures, too. State legislatures. You know, secretary of states. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, yeah, you know, they he's been pushing his agenda. That you know he didn't lose the election for the money play because he's, money getting, play. he's getting a lot of money from Man, you guys. What, like what uh, about two fifty? About two fifty right now. Two yeah. hundred fifty million based on um, his fight in the courts, and he's one of fifty nine in the courts. And the one case that he won was just to move the observers up a couple feet. Right, right, right. And he and he trying to tout like he won some. Yeah. Man, he he's lost every single battle, and then this week you had the coup de gras. You know they went they went for their their main play, which was. You know, he got uh, the the uh, Secretary of State. Uh, I think no, what was is it? No, the uh, yeah, the uh, Secretary of State for um, uh, Texas. for Texas. Yeah, so um, sued four states. Um, what was it? Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, because they felt that they're, <laughs> they're suing the other states because they felt <laughs> their elections were rigged mm-hmm. and and it didn't go the way that they wanted. Right, to go, all so. states that Joe Biden won, of yeah, course, right? Yeah. The, none of the other states were rigged, just those four. Just those four. So, so. You, they, they, they were able to, to get four whole states, man, to cooperate with this plan. Yeah, so... With so Republican regular, governors. Ex- exactly. So usually when a case goes to the Supreme Court just on a regular basis, um, it, it goes to the um, initial federal court, then it may go to appellate court, and then it works right. its way up to the Supreme Court. But because a state sued another state, it goes automatically to the Supreme Court. So based on that, Trump and his goons thought that they had a basis in which to try and overturn the election. Right, pass, go, collect $200. They went straight to the straight Supreme to- Court. You know what I'm saying? And got denied. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They got denied late Friday night. Yeah. But, you know... um, you know, but it's still not the end for these guys. They still arguing and no, fighting. No, so so yeah, even even with that, right? So you got Texas suing these other states, and then you got like eighteen additional attorney generals from Republican states that right. attached themselves to this, knowing it was bogus and frivolous from the beginning, and somebody needs to be disbarred really for it. But then you had a hundred and twenty six. One twenty six, man. That's like sixty percent. Of the, of the Republican Party that's in Congress signed their names to this, including uh, the minority leader from yeah, California. Man, from Cali. You know, like, and this is the thing Kevin that... McCarthy, if you and here, And you know what I'm saying? If you, if you checked out last week's podcast, you know, we had a little spirited discussion, you know, when it came to the term defund the police, right? And here's where I've been trying to push all along, right, about the defund the police argument, is that it's no matter what, you know, we've seen... This whole party 
They've just absolutely defied all conventional knowledge and wisdom. They've given up all integrity. They they've gone all in on this nonsense that is Trump. Yes, yeah, and it had nothing to do with any kind of terms. This is a fight for what we might call, you know, the status quo or what they call identity politics, which is a key word for, you know, to keep my whiteness, because that's what that that's what the term is associated with when you say identity politics. This is this has gone uh, way further than just usual politics that, that, that I've seen. Um, right, that's what I and, mean. Yeah, in, in the last four years, so it's it's. I think it's always been identity politics, even when Obama was in. Right, right, right. Mitch McConnell right, came in right, and said right. it's his I mean, duty yeah. in order to make <laughs> Obama a one-term president. Right, and he didn't do anything to assist him with it. So, so that's been there. But when you get to Trump, and Trump has always been a conspiracy theorist, but now you have all these fringe groups, QAnon, and all right, these other right, things, right. and and that it's being retweeted and, and brought to the forefront, not just by Trump, but by these GOP congressmen now. So but that's my a, a point. Loony, it's, it's, it's just a loony party. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's cultish, right? It's, it's a cult personality. Right, and Trump right. has taken, he's seriously taken over the Republican party. And I don't think there's any coming back from it. So in regard to the election, I think that you always got the, those Trumpists and there's always going to be a section of the population that's going to vote for him. And if he killed somebody, like you said, shoot somebody on fifth Avenue, People are still going to vote for him. I mean, they just that, that cultist. They believe in him. I don't know right. why he's a con, a con man, but um, you, you just see it all over in the news. So you have Fox News has been heavy Trump, heavy Trump, heavy Trump, and now they're not Trump enough. They're not. They're not right. into enough conspiracy <laughs> right, theories. Right. So now Trump is like, okay, let's go to OAN and going to Newsmax because they dwell in nothing really but conspiracy theories and about this election. Yeah, and I mean, and when I and when I say that about the identity politics, all I'm trying to say is that it it feels like a certain position uh, that they're taking is like regardless to the truth, mm-hmm. regardless to whatever's going on out there. Yeah. You know, we've had this particular position and advantage for so long, we're not willing to give it up, and so you know, there's a lot of people, you know, of you know every single culture that on the democratic side that's fighting for change. And there's on this other side, the Trumpism that I see is that we don't want one bit of change. We want it to stay the same as it's always been. And that's where I'm seeing in my mind where it seems like it's continuing that no matter what, like the, what, whatever's reasonable, like what we've seen this week, like in New York, but you know, in Texas, I've seen videos where people are just being attacked for, for wearing a mask. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and so I'm saying that they just have bought into, the, and again, it, it's in the, when I say identity politics, man. What I mean is like every, it don't matter. I, I should have said I said it wrong because what I really should have said is, you know, to the party, to that fringe idea that it's now pervaded the party. Yeah, it's it's the party now. It's the party now. Yeah, the GOP is no longer the GOP. Right. That's what, it's, and that's it's, it's, it's Trump's party. It's Trumpism. But, but I'm saying that, that fringe. That fringe, the fringe element, that fringe element, over. really has always existed. It's existed in the, deeply, though, in America. Yeah, it, it was. It was always part of the GOP. The fringe conspiracy right, theories right. and the pizza parlor uh, Democrats eating children and and and, t- and trafficking kids across the state. Right, that's what Hillary Clinton was right, doing. Right, right, right. So it's always been a fringe element in the GOP party, but now it's front and center. 
with right. Trump. But I mean, but I his, mean, in, in his cronies, and that is that. That's what I mean. It's like a, it's like a Molotov cocktail, man. It's everything you know, just poured into one bottle that's exploded because you got the, you know, Proud Boys and the KKK, mm-hmm. you know, they're showing up and doing rallies, you know, for Stop the Steal Stop and attacking, the steal. That was and attacking and, people. And the million MAGA march supposed right. to be, it wasn't a million people. Right. Of, course of course not. But I mean, but you, but I'm saying that, you know, you got this element that, and that's what I mean by the identity politics. People, they're fighting. I think right now, to me, in my mind, what I see happening in America is um, there's this, there is a deep seated, it seems like, desire for change by a lot of people. A lot of people want it to stay the same, but there is a big population that wants change. And I think that this era to me seems like, you know, when I study history and you pay attention to mm-hmm. the history, you know, the the um reformation period, you know, or excuse me, I apologize, the, the reconstruction period after slavery, right? So you had a bunch of a black congressman you have black people with businesses mm-hmm. and land and then what happened the reaction to that was Jim Crow right and so that's that's what I'm saying now when I say identity politics is that those people that don't want it to change they're giving their best effort it, it probably will not work and I'm praying it Hopefully. does not work right yeah. I, I, that it does not work but I'm saying that this is the fight yeah. you know I'm saying it's not a slogan no it's not defund the police I, it's really this that <laughs> what's going on with the heart yeah. that's causing something as simple as defund the police to be so destructive again it is destructive though yeah, I no, agree. no so so no no I I, I agree with, with with your premise right is that so we fight so hard to make change right so covid 19 is something that that, that came to you the U.S. shores from China, yes, but it's right. something that was controllable. If Trump would have been on oh, his right, job right, right. and and really put his resources towards fixing this problem, and led the world, led the world, then wouldn't have been as many deaths, and we would have been able to get out and vote because of COVID nineteen. People were scared to get out. We're talking about mail in ballots, so that's what we did, right? So the Democrats banked those bank bank those in, and in these Republican states that he lost, is they said they didn't want to count those votes. Until after the in-person vote, right? They stopped counted. you from counting early. Yeah, so they tried to use it again. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why you, you get those 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 dumps at three a.m. when right. they finish counting the votes or whatever. Yeah, right. But I say this, say that to say this is that now because that happened is this fraud that they can't prove and, and there's no documentation of any fraud that happened whatsoever in Georgia. They're trying to take that take that away now. So oh yeah, like the mail. The, come yeah, the, on, the, we knew the, what it was about. Exactly. Yeah. The, the no excuse voting for the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. They're trying to take they, that away. Then they're trying to, 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 to limit the location, the location, early, you voting, early voting, that, yeah, the drop so, off boxes. So, so, so it's similar. It's just, just like what you said, same right? Stacy Abrams. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same thing they did. Exactly. So it's like Jim Crow yeah. in different words, different terms, different right. eras, but it's still the same thing as you're trying to change the playing field now. Right. It's, move, it's, move, it's move the, the goalpost. Right. It's the identity politics forever is, is that, you know, the one thing that I, that I, that I learned, you know, I was telling you that I've been reading a little bit of Obama's book and one thing in it, man, he, he makes this, you know, reference to Mitch McConnell and he calls him discipline. And he says that, you know, no matter what it is, like he, he is disciplined. He does not care what happens to the American people, mm-hmm. nothing. He's going to push his line, push which line. is destroy you at all costs. And, and he, you know, he told a, a anecdote about uh, Joe Biden going to, you know, Mitch McConnell on a certain issue. And uh, Mitch, you know, looked at him with all seriousness and said, you know, you mistakenly think I care. 
And that's that's their party. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, you know, if it, it, it is. That's what I mean. They, yeah. So they they going to pull the same old tricks they've mm-hmm. been pulling since Jim Crow, yeah. you know, with the voter suppression. Mm-hmm. But here's what I here's where I think that it's going to be different this time is I personally think that everybody's now invested in voter suppression because they're not just targeting a certain segment of the population, mm-hmm. meaning like black people. They're targeting the whole political apparatus, meaning like if you are Democrat, they're going to try to minimize your vote where it's possible. And so I think that now you got a whole party that has to fight for this. And so I think it's going to bring some change. But, you know, it it reminds me of Dr. King when he said, you know, um, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You can't you know, you can't let it fester for so long because eventually it'll turn on you. Yeah. um, The demographics are changing. Uh, minorities right. are, are going to be the majority of individuals living in the United States. And that's just, I mean, that's just population, right? So uh, in regard to, to Republicans and, and, and what they've done, we've been in a pandemic for, for, for nine months from March. Ooh. We've been locked down or variations of since March wearing masks. And sometimes you leave your mask and you got to go back and get it from the car. But um, so they gave out 12, Twelve hundred, man. Twelve hundred, D. Nine months. So if you if nine months, let's just say thirty days in a month, it's two hundred and seventy. No guaranteeing income or not. Two hundred and seventy, right? Days, right? Divided by twelve. That's four dollars and forty four cent per day that you want people to live on. Man, but you, t- I can't feed the puppies for that, right? Or say that save the puppies. How much you need a day? <laughs> like man, five, you know like, what I'm saying? At least they I mean? want five. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that's what they expect you to to live off. That's not. A, a, a phone bill that's not a, a, a mortgage or it's not mortgage it's not even rent now right uh, and, for for 1200 and, the and then you you got these these evictions coming up and people gotta gotta pay i mean um electricity you gotta pay uh for car note insurance uh you gotta eat i mean that's never yeah, enough you, you gotta pay rent yeah and and then if you know so if, that's what the republicans expect you to do and Democrats are, are, are trying to do it, but I, I think that the Senate Majority Leader has too much power. Right. You, you have the HEROES Act that was passed by the Congress in May, May 15th, and because he doesn't want it voted on, he doesn't have to present it. Like, yep. no straight up no straight up or down votes. Right. And, and, and I think that's too much too much power for here, one person. Here's what... He's been wrecking the economy for at least 10 years. Yeah, here's, the, here's two things I'm going to say about Mitch. But first, I want to say about the p- pandemic response. So, Canada... Mm-hmm is giving their uh, citizens $2,000 a month. Japan is guaranteeing up to 100% of your wages. Norway, 90%. Germany, 87%. France, 84%. England and Italy, Italy, 80%. Mm -hmm. And America, zero. And see, here's the issue, is that when when Barack Obama won the election, and he... uh, it, he inherited an economy that was the worst since the depression mm-hmm. losing and jobs it, and it was a month. right and it was headed towards the depression and obama was tasked with fi- you know fixing congress he had to help um get tarp passed when he was uh you know just president elect mm-hmm. but then you know he comes through he's trying to do the um the recovery act and you know essentially uh the, the Republicans led by McConnell at that time decided that they would not even participate. It was no, no matter what, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything for you. Everybody in America can, can 
can uh, starve to death yeah. as far as we care. Yeah, didn't and that's the same thing they're doing, doing now. now. Didn't yeah. want to save the auto industry. Auto industry would have been dead. But the, but the auto industry dying would have killed America. Yeah, exactly. You know I'm just, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. So so in in Trump, if you look back at what he said, he wouldn't have funded the the auto industry at that time. So it just would have killed everything. Right, and that and that's the point is that, and then this is these these auto plants are in red states. Yeah, and and these and these folk somehow got the mistaken impression that they care about you. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know what type of economics they teach in, in these red states because a tariff is a tax on goods that you pay for. Yeah. You, you, the American consumer is paying for. So he's not taxing China when he's put placing tariffs on people and the money that he's giving to these red states because of the, the farm industry, because of these tariffs are coming from Americans paying right. more oh, yeah, right. for, for these goods. So w- they bamboozle you every single yeah, time. So, man. And, 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 and they're believing it. It's like just common sense and pick up a book. But, you know, I think some of it is that they believe in it. And I think some of it is that they just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because again, when you, when you, when wh- what happened in, in, you know, when the Democrats signed the uh, civil rights bill, you know, Johnson said they were going to lose uh, Southern Democrats. And they did. Mm-hmm. They went to the Republican Party. And that's, that's and the, the Republican Party since that time, Nixon, Reagan, they've all played to identity politics. Mm-hmm. And that's what the party is still doing. And so that's so when people say, you know, I don't understand why they vote against their interest. It, it's because the identity politics is stronger than the economy. And, and hopefully it changes one day. We don't know what's going to take to change and again, some of, and again, when I say identity politics, it's more about this is what you've been doing so long that you just don't know how to change. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't think that everybody really a hundred percent believes what the Republican party is saying, but they identify with so strongly that they just can't turn from it. Yeah. Just let me just, just comment on, on what you just said there. Cause that's the, the, when the great switch happened, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Republican to Democrat. So right. you'll see a lot of these Republicans saying that we're the party of Lincoln party that freed the slaves. And, um, the reason that they switched is because of the civil rights. Right. Act. Right. And a lot of the KKK and the, the racist individuals went over to the grand old right. party because right. they were against it and with the identity politics. Right. And that's where the democratic shift occurred. So when you, when you hear that, um, that's the, the bullshit that they're trying to sell you. Yeah, man. And that's, and that's the thing, man, it's like, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, one day we can get past it. We know that we're a long way away from that. I mean, like right now it's so divisive and 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 and, and toxic in America, man. I mean, you, you know, just depending on the area, you probably just can't even walk down the street, man, without being, you know, confronted by somebody from for the most basic of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's just like, man, you know, America, I, I mean, you know, we got what close to thirty days left. 37. 37. Trump. Thirty-seven. I knew, I was thinking thirty-five, but yeah, thirty-seven more days of Trump, man. I, I mean, hopefully, man, we we have a national day of healing, man, on the twenty-first when he gone, gone, man. We need we need to, uh, man, try to deal yeah. with this. Yeah, the guys. I mean, he's he's egotistical. He's yeah, narcissistic. Right. He's he's right. he's, talking, he's good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's great at it. Yeah. He's planning on like a, a counter programming event. Yeah, right. Party, during the inauguration, well, who you think gonna uh, run it? Announcing his uh, his his twenty twenty four candidacy. Do you think somebody gonna run it though? A major network? 
OAN. I think OAN around. Oh yeah, OAN and like News that, Max. But I don't I mean like I don't, a, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think live um, Fox News would run it live. But yeah, I think right. They play it. Of uh, course they it. would, man. Like I, if they do, it would be yeah. very interesting to It'll me. Be, yeah, I like to see. it. Well, I, I think it's gonna happen. It's something. Something like that is gonna happen. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, man. Look, you know, uh, real quick, you know, there, there's been a, there's been a lot of. You know, in the news about the vaccine, you know, uh, Fauci had a little moment, you know, where he, you know, in describing the vaccine, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, if, you know, the black community should take, you Mm -hmm. know, the vaccine, you know, he kind of said something. And again, you know, he was trying to be, you know, uh, charismatic in my opinion. But, you know, being that he's a doctor, it kind of came across the the wrong way to some folks because, you know, he says, you know, um, you know, black, you know, black people should take it, you know, it's the best thing for you kind of thing. And, and, you know, and in the black community, especially in the deep South still have a lot of, you know, anxiousness when it comes to certain vaccines, just because of the medical histories Mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, my grandma, she'll talk about that kind of stuff, like things that were happening in hospitals, you know, in the South when she was a kid. And so, you know, the interesting question for everybody we've seen some we've seen it internationally when they released it in uh in England first. Yeah, you know, okay. the, you know a lot of in the UK, a lot of people you know had different reactions to whether they were going to take it or not. Allergies, yeah. yeah, so you know, oh yeah, but then they couldn't take it because, yeah, because of the of allergy they yeah. discovered. But that was just a, a specific <laughs> Pfizer. Yeah, there one. there was a couple. Yeah, Pfizer is two people, and Pfizer is the one that you have to keep extremely cold. Right, it's like um like negative. 100 or something like that. I forget what it what it is exactly, but you got to keep it extremely cold. But they had a couple people um, that, that had uh, allergic reactions to previous medication before that had extreme reactions to this vi- vaccine. So, so if you uh, got any allergies, so they're you, saying, you're, yeah. not, you're not, you know, able to take that particular one. Yeah. But there's three of them out there. Moderna's coming. Yeah, Moderna. Which one did they approve? They approved Pfizer. Pfizer's Pfizer. been approved. Moderna's next, I think. I don't okay. think they've approved Moderna. Uh, but uh, today, um, UPS FedEx took the first shipments. Uh, they were on the planes and they're getting distributed all over the U.S. But it's like two two point nine million doses right now, so that's probably and that's going to the hospitals, hospitals, yeah. hospitals. So that's the first uh, first responders first, and then the people in like long term living homes, so the older population. But in regard just to to just colored people taking the vaccine, I mean, you think of Tuskegee and and things, the experimentations. Who was colored people? Colored people, or you know, yeah, um, you, you know, know, I was <laughs> messing with you. I was messing <laughs> with you. Black folks. Uh, you, so, um, it's a stigma in regard to um, to taking vaccines. Um, so I, I don't. I've asked a bunch of people that I know, and uh, they're reluctant to take it. They don't know if they're going to take it. Even right. myself. I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to sign up to be. One of the first people. Man, uh, look here. I've it. never taken the vaccine since I've been an adult. Hey, I don't know if I'm getting ready to start now. So, 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 yeah, I'm I'm on the fence with that. But, but when you think about it, like it's hit the the um, our population extremely hard. Right. But just medical coverage. Period. Like they've never put black people first in any oh, economic like thing, hospitals and economic yeah, yeah, hospital yeah. education right nothing but right. they want to put us in the forefront of this vaccine for, for the vaccine so yeah. it's like <laughs> what's the what's the deal so there's a lot of apprehension from, from right people and, and i and i was going to gonna actually mention that because i i thought i just thought it was comical 
just a little bit because I was like, man, it feels like a little bit of fudging of the numbers. But I think with the with the Pfizer trial, they said its effectiveness was 100 percent with the African-American population. <laughs> so I was like, man, come on, 100 yeah, percent. So, you know, nobody had a problem. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Much. So how many people was, you know, so it just it just struck me a little strange. But, yeah, man, you know, I think that um, with me, you know, vaccines is like you know, like flu shots and things like that I've never taken before because I'm like, I don't have no need to introduce it into my body to to, to try to, you know, stay away from it. I've never been sick, you know, with a flu. So, hey, I'm, I'm going to stick with my with my trial. But I think, you know, the, the question about the vaccine that's so, you know, that's so thought-provoking this time around is because of its speed, right? Like no, most, most times, you know, you've run through it, what, five, probably about five years before you can get a vaccine approved. And then it's been used, you know, for years and years and years. So you can have a pretty, com- pretty good confidence in how, how it's going to go. Yeah. The, and there's different phases, right? Like phase one, you do this phase two, then phase three, the trial, human trials and, and, and things. And when you think of operation warp speed and, and Trump, it's like, Trump want the credit. Yeah. All, all corners. You're thinking like corners have been cut. You, even with, with the FDA, and I think the FDA was already on, on track of approving it, but it came out that the White House was like, if if Dr. Hahn, who's in charge of the FDA, or or uh, CIC, one of them, uh, but it's Dr. Hahn, they said if he doesn't approve it Friday night, then oh, they, yeah, I saw they, that. they expect his resignation. Yeah, you so, know, it was a, put a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure. Like, like, so, is it, so are you going to say it's it's approved because you want your job? Or is it approved, approved because, because it's, it's safe. effective and safe? Yeah, exactly. Right, and I mean, it seems like it's a pretty good vaccine. So I mean, you know, other I mean, governments. Yeah, UK's yeah, already right, yeah. already introduced it, but yeah. when you when you when you look at that and and and, and Trump and his no, team I mean, making, yeah, Trump makes everything toxic. Yeah, he's exactly. he's turning everything. So when he's attached political, to it, like, yeah. they're like uh, name the vaccine, the Trump vaccine. No one would take it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's called the Trump vaccine. By the way, so you may not want to do that. Yeah, no, nobody's it's gonna the, call it the Trump vaccine. It's, it's, it's definitely the Trump virus, but it's not the Trump vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, hey, I can't, I can't definitely. get mad at you, but I mean, I, I just think that it's a. You know, again, there's a lot of questions about it. I think it's a very good thing that it's out there mm-hmm. for, especially for those that are, you know, extremely vulnerable. You know, I, I, I think it's good to have it out there. One, it'll start to cause some kind of, you know, ease of people's mind and, you know, and it'll kind of take some of the tension, you know, out the room. But, you know, everybody's going to look at it differently, man, decide what they want to do. True. And uh, I think I've never really, I've never taken a flu shot, but I took it this year just because I was, was like concerned of, of the flu. Oh, this is the first one? Yeah, this is the first one I took. I took it because I was actually walking through Walmart. <laughs> they had it like right up front and they were like, let's take it. You got it medical coverage. Free joints, right? Yeah. yeah, but because I, I had medical, it was like free anyway. So, you know, I sat around for like five minutes and got in. But usually I, I, I don't get vaccinated uh, for the flu, but I did it this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, and that's and that's what's up. Like, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't have no problem with everybody got to look at it on its own merits. If I was in a high risk situation, I'll be first in line. But, uh, you know, outside of that, man, I'm good. And 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 with this vaccine, it's like a, a two stage process. So you get shot today, needle shot, by the way, in your arm. And then it's like a month later, you got to get a second yeah. one introduced to your body. And they don't know how long it lasts. So is this going to be like the flu shot? It's every year or, or how long is it like polio once in a lifetime? So they really right. don't know how long it's going to last either. I'm so, sure it's going to have to change just because like it's going to mutate, you know, just like anything else. And I think that that's what's been so deadly about the virus as far as some different things that we've heard mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, it's mutating into different 
forms. Like it, it's not just one strain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like a whole bunch of different ones. And and I don't even know if they got enough research to decide which does what yet. And and, and technology and science is is, is crazy because when you look at, at at like New York, when the the biggest um, hit occurred early March and they're like, okay, we're looking for China. But when they did the analysis, it was like the DNA and the strand actually came from Europe, which hadn't had any type of lockdown or any restrictions on flights. Right. The, right. The, the virus introduced from there, from, from China to Europe to, to America. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been crazy, man. You know, um, you know, everybody, man, just be safe out there, man. Wear your Wear mask. Mask. mask up, man. Mask uh, up. You know, and um, social it, distance. If, if you don't, man, respect the people that do wear masks. Like, you can't get mad because somebody wear a mask. And truthfully, you can't get mad if somebody don't. You know, because, I mean, I, I personally, you know, wear masks. But, you know, you know, going out there with that energy mad because somebody ain't got their mask on. It's like, it's pointless, man. Put your mask on and keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, like I said, that that was what I saw this weekend. I see a lot of people, you know, upset that somebody had a mask on or mad that somebody didn't. I'm like, hey, either way, man, it's not your business. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah, but I, now if you if you even if you go in a in a store and you cough, right? Like, oh, yeah, I'm still allowed to cough. Like something <laughs> yeah. in my throat. I don't I don't got the virus. It's like a stigma. Hey, you finna get that look right there. That look like you got COVID. You know you're not yeah, supposed you to be can't outside. Cough so right now. Can't cough. Can't sneeze. <laughs> You know, you better not sweat. I got. I actually carry my thermometer so I can just show people. Like, like I'm 97.5, man. Hey, Calm man, down. you 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 cough, man. You have a little coughing fit in the store. You finna oh, get yeah. some looks for sure, man. <laughs> they gonna ask you to step out of line. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ring you up outside of something. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Look, you know, I, I think there's something else that's really been top of mind for me this week. You know, it's been, um, you know, Biden. You know, in his campaign and in his victory speech. You know, he he called out the black community specifically about, um, you know, us coming through for him politically, mm -hmm. you know, with the votes, you know, starting in South Carolina in the primaries. You know, that was the start to his way. You know, Jim Kleinburn, mm -hmm. you know, did his thing. And and then, you know, you had a whole bunch of other, you know, places where, you know, black people lifted Joe to the nomination yep. and then, you know, certainly lifted him to the uh, presidency and he, he said he was going to do some things specifically for us. And a lot of folks, you know, wanted to see that uh, manifested in his cabinet picks. And so this week we had a little bit of news yeah, on that. Yeah. So you got a uh, Lloyd Austin, which was uh, nominated for the secretary of defense. So a little hang up on this one is because even though he's a civilian now, there needs to be like a waiver. If you've been in the military, well, like seven years, seven years. Yeah. he's been out four years, uh, but th they um, gave the same, type of waiver to Jim Mattis for Trump. But it was like the first time, I think, ever. Well, uh, first time ever for a black person to run. No, no, yeah. not, not, not that, but I mean, I think Mattis, or Mattis was, Mattis the, was first the first one first, ever. First, that's ever. what I mean, and, yeah. and that's this what they're the concerned yeah. with. Because that's back what the back. argument is, because yeah. even Democrats are saying, hey, you know, if you do this back-to-back, -back, it's sending a message that this is the norm, yeah. and there's a reason why we have this seven year period. So you don't have this cronyism. Yeah. yeah. In the military. Yeah. It's not necessarily controls the well, cronyism that you still connected to a lot of the power players. Well, correct. And then they're worried about like favoritism, like favoritism yeah, 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 yeah. Just the control and the, the agendas and all that. Yeah. Right. All that. So, yeah, but I expect it to go through. Yeah. It got to It's historic, man. Yeah. Like, Hey, like he needs his cabinet member. So just put it through and, and, uh, and and then by all accounts, everything I heard of him, man, his resume is impeccable. impeccable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, 
you know, it, it seems like not only is it because he's a black man, it seems like, honestly, he's the best man for the job right now. Yeah, yeah. so so, so. that's one. So then you got Marsha Fudge, which will be the secretary of HUD. Fudge at the HUD. So we'll replace that other black guy. Oh, man. Nothing. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> man. He going to go. Hey, uh, man, look. Yeah, ben hey, Carson, bro. if you don't know. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone, man. Hey, <laughs> the way the way I'm feeling about Ben these days, I can yeah, tell you. Don't go there. Ben almost... <laughs> He almost died from the COVID, and he still, man, okay, whatever. whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, no, I'm on my trip. Like, I mean, hey. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying as far as is, is he hasn't done anything in that position well, to empower. Well, he hasn't done anything at all. No, you know? he hasn't done anything. And, that, I mean, and that's, But, I mean, that's what my issue's been with, with the whole Trump presidency because, you know, through executive action, he's caused enough headache. But the, the truth of the matter is he, you know, other than the tax bill, he didn't pass nothing. So it's like, you know, in his in his cabinet has really just been doing things to, you know, obstruct government. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the reason why Republicans like, you know, him so much in my mind is because, you know, they are anti-government, little government and all of this. And so, you know, through through his, you know, cabinet appointments, he's been able to restrict a lot of things, you know, that normally work in government. Yeah. If you if you look at his just as is. Because when you come in, you have to pick several dozen positions uh, to yeah, fill. And hundreds, has, hundreds, yes, several dozens. So um, he haven't he hasn't like filled any of the positions that you normally fill as a president. So a lot of the government right now is gutted. It's yeah. going to be gutted when Biden comes in. So he's going to right. To- and that and that was one of the things Biden wanted to do was to get a, a true assessment of what where where you know he he's he's uh, tore things up. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah, I can't wait to get the report on this. Uh, but uh, you got Susan Rice coming back. She's going to be the director of uh, domestic policy council. So um, she's a very, very smart, smart woman. Very qualified. Very qualified. Very qualified. You got uh, Cecilia Rouse. She's going to be the chairperson for the Council of, S- of Economic Advisors. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. You know, because we you know, you got to have us in the room when you're making economic decisions, mm-hmm. man. And I think this is a, a a truly big one as well. I think this is historic. She's the first uh, African American woman to 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 hopefully hold this title. Uh, Linda Thomas Greenfield, the ambassador to the United States right. or the United Nations. To the United Nations, yeah. yeah. So that yeah, that's a that's a you know that's, that's a good look. You know, and there was there was a lot of talk, like I said, about Joe, you know, coming through and making sure that he, um, you know, he represented, you know, uh, the black uh, community in his cabinet picks. And, uh, you know, it's so, you know, diversity is being the thing. And again, you know, one thing I noticed about his cabinet picks is, you know, he's he's done a lot from a diversity standpoint, meaning like, you know, there's some Asian and Hispanics and there's, you know, you know, several yeah. women and, and you wanna, blacks. You want to know what they say about Joe Biden's cabinet picks thus far? What's that? What they say, DT? Looks like America. Looks like America, man. Hey, and that's what he promised, yeah. man. He promised to look, and that's what you have to have. You have to have that diversity of thought. You have to have these different understandings of cultures in the room because you can make a policy that you can that can have unintended consequences mm-hmm. because you just don't understand a certain community. And so having people in the room that can kind of tell you how that would impact a certain community matters. And so I, I think that, you know, having politics that look the same as America is, um, is, is, is a beautiful thing, man. And I, and I think that, um, you know, when you, when you talk about, um, diversity, you know, 
So, you know, diversity, I think, you know, man, look, diversity is a huge thing. I think, you know, making it look like America, it is looking like America more and more with his cabinet picks. But again, he did, in my opinion, he's so far done a, a decent job with getting some, you know, black appointments. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, I just wanted to just quick interjection talking about um, just diversity and just the norms. So Trump, and we talked about this last last week, but Trump and his DOJ are just on a, a hell bent on killing all uh, these people on death row. So there's the show. So there was two back to back killings on uh, I think it was Friday night and Saturday night of two black people. What is about ten people? There's yeah. There's like I think he's killed like like maybe. 10 thus far, and I think five more are scheduled to die by the time right. you know, Biden takes over. But the 10 was like last couple weeks or so, man. He like it just. It, yeah, so, yeah so, so, so this is the most ever for a president, presidency, period. But in regard to the lame duck session, this is the first time ever that someone has been killed from death row in a, in a lame duck session. Right. So it's just absurdity in regard to that. And, and, and for me, uh, I just think that a lot of these cases are, are based on BS type of evidence and witnesses. So there should be some type of, of um, uh, right. uh, like the, the Innocence Project looking at these cases before you're ultimately condemned to death. And is, I, But some I, of it is just is humanity because, I mean, you know, because uh, some of the people have said that they were guilty. Yeah, if you do something, but at, if you do something at 17, you're not the same person, you know, like in the, you know, I understand that they're, that, the, that the, you know, Families the, and the, the, the time has to fit the the punishment has to fit the crime but you know death is is a very serious thing and it should be taken you know it should be treated that way but you know again you know i think that you know for me the thing that i take away from it is man elections have consequences Mm -hmm. and you know you better wake up folk and and get involved in the game but speaking of getting involved in the game and speaking about the diversity in joe biden's cabinet Mm -hmm. you know for me i saw a couple of interesting things in the news you know when it comes to what's going on now you know with the whole social justice movement you know, uh, the NASDAQ, you know, if you're not familiar with NASDAQ, that is one of the main stock exchanges. And um, they have over 3,000 of the largest corporations as members of their exchange. And they recently uh, put out um, a new rule that to be on the exchange, you have to have at least one woman and one person of color on your board. And that's huge. You know, again, you know, having that representation in the room. So when you start having this diversity of thought at all of these big corporations, I think that you're going to start to see things change a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, when you, especially when you're an employee and you work for a lot of these companies and when you look up at the top, like your manager, your manager may not be, be a person of, of color or, or diverse. And then you look at, and if it's an extremely big company, like a, you know, fortune 500 and you don't see, um, any, anyone uh, representing you and, and your diverse background at the top, it's like, how far can I truly go in this company? And are they truly, um, do they truly understand my circumstances or people just like me, if, if you don't have that conversation, you don't have anybody at the top to, to, to make these policies or rules uh, for the job, then, then how are you truly uh, diverse? Man, and it, exactly. It's hard to be diverse. Like I said, when you don't have, when, the, when the decisions are being made, 
And if you don't have a seat at the table, meaning the, the, the diversity of thought, if you don't have a seat at the table, then people are going to do more of the same thing. And like I said, you know, one of the big, you know, words that's floating around in corporate America today is, um, is, um, unconscious bias, right? That's the, that's the buzzword right now. And it has a lot of merit to it, meaning that a lot of people don't know that they're doing things just because it's the way that they've always done them. And so, you know, again, having that diversity of thought in the room, you know, can sometimes say, Hey, you know, you know, you kind of aren't covered here because you're not thinking about something. And, And so I think that having that, rule passed, you know, is something huge. It's going to take, you know, you know, it's going to take a little time. They have up to four years to, to, to make the change, but uh, the top companies have already committed to it and, and going to make, you know, quick, quick change to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's humongous. That, that, that's big. Um, and again, these are the, the biggest companies in the United States, at least in right. some, some uh, around the, the, the globe. Um, so when you see that change there, um, and it's just not a buzzword or uh, unconscious bias. It, it's true. But what I'm saying is, is um, you, you need action. You, right. you hear a lot action. about diversity and you hear about mm-hmm. this three year. And hopefully, I mean, if, 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 if three years, cause not everyone is, is fits that class right now where you have a, a, a diverse individual or a woman in on the board, but three years, if you're not there, then we're going to kick you or off. Or make it. Sin- yeah. You haven't made yeah. significant change. change. Yeah, and again, it, it doesn't take long to identify somebody to add to the board. Really. No. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of qualified people the out there yeah. and, and, and get busy. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's a huge opportunity for black folks though. You know what I'm saying? To get into some of these rooms to get noticed because people are now looking right. And so, you know, it, it's, it's a moment that we have to seize the opportunity, but you know, speaking of action, you know, I thought there was something else interesting that I saw in the news this week that really kind of talked to that action. And so, you know, I, I want to just read a, a quick little uh, a paragraph from the from the article and then, you know, we can talk about it. But um, what I'll, I'll just kind of introduce it. But what happened is, is that, you know, uh, top CEOs um, have pledged to create one million jobs for black Americans in corporate America um, in the next 10 years. And so what they've done is they've created a, um, they've created, let me just read it. So a coalition of more than 30 chief executive officers from companies, including Merrick and co international business machines, corp and Nike Inc are backing a startup that will connect employers with black workers. The startup called 110 aims to create 1 million black jobs for black Americans over the next 10 years and has so far recruited over 35 company backers and has raised more than a hundred million in seeding funds. Merrick CEO, Ken Frazier, one of the startup's founders said the uh, nonprofit organization will focus on helping black Americans without four year college degrees, but with high school diplomas and other certifications, find and retain family sustaining jobs or those earning 40,000 or more, depending on the region. I think that's big, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, again, like I said, you know, creating jobs, but jobs that pay well is, you know, those are two different things. So to go in it with the, with the idea that you're one going to create a job that allows you to sustain a family in a household 
and do a million of them in 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's, and again, like I said, for folks that don't got college degrees, so yeah. this, this is trying to help people yeah. enter the workforce. That is, is huge. And when you think about, about, about college, it's an expense, right? Big it's, one. It's, it's a big expense. And you come out with all this, this debt, student debt that you got to pay off. And some of the jobs that you get when you come out, don't <laughs> can't even, even pay, can't even pay that. Right. So it's like, it's a, so hopefully, I mean, with, with, with the college education, you can, some people are going to get, these high paying jobs, but right. the majority aren't. So when right. you, when you ride, when you saddle them with all that debt and things, I think this is a type program where you get the, 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 like the, the plumbers, electricians, the high school diplomas, that type of, of individual that doesn't can't afford to go to college right. to be able to, to have a, a sustainable living wage so they can get a family. Right. But, actually, but also, you know, it, it's beyond the, the trade work. I really see it more as also, you know, office, you know, Abilities. I think what it what is really aimed at is really trying to get people in these corporate structures and allow them to grow. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't always have to have the degree. You know, it's a degree or experience. Mm-hmm. I think that being able to go to college, I wasn't able to go to a four year university. I was trying to go, but it just didn't work out for me. But I think having that experience on campus, and I think that you know, building those connections and things, and and then the diversity of information and thought that you experience is great. But you shouldn't have to do that in order to live. To yeah, live, true. And and, and what I, what what I meant when I said the electrical or or plumbing type certificate is that maybe you've went into those programs, but you don't want to do that anymore. Oh so, right, right. So that I got you, you. So you can use that in order to, to like yeah, right. Because you because you know, I mean again, all of that stuff just shows that you yeah, you know committed. that you're committed to something. Yeah. yeah. So no, and, and, and absolutely. Of, and, and a lot of these jobs, I mean, you get the MBAs and the BBBAs and all this other stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name, but I mean, when you. I think that a lot of people can actually do a lot of different things if you just give them the opportunity, opportunity right. to do it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to give a million people yeah. at least the opportunity. And and here's the thing that what people have to know, because a lot of times, you know, there's been this perception and stigma and everybody's heard it before that black people are lazy, right? And so a lot of times it's that people don't ever have opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so you give a million people who normally otherwise may not get that opportunity then, you know, I can guarantee you they probably going to put the work in to turn that into something, yeah. right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and that's all over. And, and, and when you look at, at, at sports, and the same thing. Get tired of seeing these recycled coaches coming through. Right, right. And you don't give the uh, the minority candidate any type of love. or Especially or love. in football. Yeah, especially football. But even uh, I love Steve Nash to death. Um, but, right. I mean, he got handpicked for that position. And Mark Jackson – uh, I think would have would have been a a better fit for what they have right. now. And I mean, it, it's just one of those things. You know, Steve Nash is obviously learning, and he admitted it, and he understood that. You know, his privilege, you know, probably afforded him an opportunity that other people normally wouldn't have. You know, but you know, I think I think that's true. I mean, I think in everything, you know, we just have to keep bringing attention to the issue. We have to, when we get the opportunity, show up and show out. And then, like I said. You know what I'm saying? And then lift somebody else up with you. I think if we can all do that, I think that we'll see a, a drastic change. Yeah, you got to do something, man. These uh, definitely times are changing. Um, and uh, I th- we're, we're in the field now. We're going to be there. So, man, look, I, I, I think, man, I just want to kind of give you, you know, some last words, man, before we get out of here. I think, like I said, you know, 2020 has been an incredible year. It's been challenging. You know, you have uh, a lot of political and social unrest. You you have where 
um, again, it, it's a, it's been a hard year, but it's been a year that also looks like it's, it's going to bring promise, right? It seems like the rain, you know, it seems like the rain before the sunshine. And so, you know, again, I think that the opportunity is here, but it's one that has to be seized. It's not going to just happen. And so I'm, I'm challenging everybody that's listening to get out there, learn something new, grow in some kind of way, whether it's in your job or outside of your job, volunteer, do something that moves the needle, man. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, get out there, put in some work, man. Like I said, there's all these programs that they're, that's coming out here. There's all kind of lending that's coming out here for, for the black community. There's all kind of opportunities that are available today that weren't available just at the beginning of this year. And so, man, get out there, man, make something happen. Yeah, and for me, um, just it's raining today. It's cold. Got my, my, my coat on. And just riding around the city and just seeing a lot of these homeless camps and right. people just right. starving and, and 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 going to these food lockers and, and and things and if you can, I mean, help donate something uh, right. to try and feed your your fellow man. If you, I mean, coat drive, shoe drive, canned food drive. If you can, if you're in the opportunity, if you have the opportunity, and, and you're in a position to make that type of uh, of of gift to someone to try and sustain them. And they're living, and, and some kids are actually living homeless and, and things. Uh, let's let's try and do that. I don't I don't need to see it on your social media that you're nah, doing man, it. Nah, man, just get out there, uh, and do the get work, out there and, and do it. And uh, if it's coming from your heart, then you don't have to tell anyone that you're doing it. I mean, you're doing it because you're a good person. And you see that there's hurt out here, and you want to be someone to make change. So uh, that's what I would I would say, especially in this holiday season man. as we move into 2021. Let's let's help each other, man. You know, DT, um, just to piggyback on off down the way out the door. You're hundred percent right. You know, I just would say also, you know, keep your eyes open, pay attention because the people that are around you might be suffering and hurting and need too. True. You know, there's a lot of families that are, are normally middle-class and working families that because of this pandemic have been reduced to, you know, begging and asking and, you know, and that's hurting their pride. So if you see somebody that's around that, you know, you can help man, look out for your fellow man, black people, mental health, is a thing. Oh, Check on your people. Check, Check on, on your people, people. man. It's, it's ugly out here, but like I said, man, show a little bit of love. You spread that love, man. We'll do better. Yeah. Hey, man, to the next time, man. This is your boy, Big Bar from the Deuce. DT. Man, this is Culture Ground Zero. We out. We out. Peace.